0: We've got the record breaker here with us. He will make his 359th A League appearance on the weekend against the Central Coast Mariners uh, to become the most capped player in the A League of all time. Nikolai Topol Stanley, welcome to the green room.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, it's our pleasure, mate. Uh, what does this milestone mean to you? Has it sunk in?
1: Um, I mean, yes and no. Like, uh, yeah, I've been. I guess it's been brought up a few times, especially since I made my uh, 350th appearance, uh, you know, those few weeks ago. But um, you know, um, I guess I've been taking it step by step and just kind of putting the team first and like performances first. You know, we we're, we need three points. We want to finish as high as we can in the regular season, going and have a you know, having some good form going to finals. So obviously it feels nice to be um i guess recognized and uh been shown some love so to speak but um look it's uh yeah i have said it many a time you know i play the game to to win championships and um although individual uh, accolades are i guess i guess nice and uh, a bit of a pat on the back it's um it's not what i play the game for
0: well, I think that's the, the sort of mentality that's uh, served you so well over all these years uh, in the A-League. Uh, but surely when you think back to when you were starting out at Belcon or, or Manly United or even when you got your first crack with Sydney FC, you never expected to to go this long and, and be this consistent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying to say if I did. I mean, I was, I was never a precocious talent or earmarked for greatness. You know, like from a young age, I have always had to really work hard um, and earn and graft everything that I've ever, you know, achieved. Mm. So, um, look, it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been a long time, but it's gone very quickly. You know, I can I can remember the yesterday mm. when I, I I literally made my debut for for Sydney, and um, it's kind of gone in a blink of an eye.
0: Your debut for Sydney, can you say you remember it? it would, what would, anything specific come back to you from from that day any words of wisdom that you were given by more experienced players or the feeling of walking out onto the pitch anything like that
1: um i think i was just told to you know be myself and um relax into the game and not to you know be too nervous cuz they probably could see it on my face um but you know having uh you know, I guess being in the position of a senior player now and seeing a lot of young boys go through it, you know, it's, um, yeah, there's a flood of emotions that's going on, you know, that you're, you're proud, you're, you're worried, you're excited, you're, you know, there's all sorts of, of, of thoughts going in, into your head. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I remember it because, um, you know, it was a very proud moment for me and my family to, you know, play senior professional football in, in Australia.
0: Is there anything that you wish you knew then that you know now as a pro? Is there anything that you, you would pass on to, uh, you know, a player making their debut, say like a Ben Collins, or, for example, at Western United?
1: Oh, look, there's plenty, but, um, unless you've been through it, it doesn't really resonate. <laughs> you know Interesting. I mean? <laughs> like you can, you can speak, you know, and, and pass on all the gems that you want to, um, or the do's and don'ts and, you know, just do this, just do that. But unless you have that experience under your belt, it doesn't really count um, because, you know, at the end of the day, it is just words. And you really have to, you know, have the trials and tribulations. You have to have come back from heartbreak. You have to experience the highs, you know, all these things to, I guess, fully you know, in capture what it means and what it means to the individual. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if I could go back knowing what I did now, you know, I'm I'm sure I'd be far better off for it.
2: <laughs> well, you, you talked, you described yourself as a, as a player who's had to work really hard to, you know, um, enjoy the amount of time, you know, playing the game and, and being across all these different early clubs that you have um, in terms of, of, getting that longevity and being able to put out as many games. One of the things, and I'm going to ask you another question about him later, but uh, that Andrew Durante mentioned when he talked about his ability to, to pump out games in multiple seasons was how much of a focus he's putting or he put into hard work, not just on the pitch, but also off the pitch in terms of looking after his body and doing all those kind of extra 1% to maximise your chance of being available for the next game. Is that something that's, that's been a part of, uh, of your playing career as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh you know I get told all the time that, you know, you finish football training and, you know, you, you come out of there at 12:30 or whatever time it is depending on what club, sometimes you finish earlier than that. Um, I used to eat lunch in Newcastle at about 11:30, that was nice. But, you know, the day doesn't stop there. You you're always thinking, okay, should I should or shouldn't I do this? Um what should I be putting in my mouth? How much sleep I should be getting? Um, you know, should I be out in the sun for too long? Um, I mean, you you don't have to think about it, but I realise that if you don't, you get yourself in trouble. You know, and you and you you kind of connect the dots when you're not feeling great for training the next day, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, I was at the beach for two hours in you know in thirty-two degree weather, and you know. I'm, you know, I got a bit of sunstroke. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's just these these things that you have to think about that, um, that make a difference on the training field, whether, you know, you are at your best or not. And I guess I made myself a promise um, that I would do everything I could to be the best that I could every day and not just come the weekend. And I think... Um, yeah, you know, obviously it's it's not. Oh, you don't get it right 100 percent of the time, and there's never a perfect, um, I guess, recipe. But you know, just you know that 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 slight increase in I guess awareness has uh, helped me in good stead
0: have you become more in tune with your your body and knowing when you have a bit of a niggle or knowing you know when you need to push yourself harder and so forth over the over the years have you become more i guess aware of of what you you need to prepare for a game
1: yeah definitely um yeah that comes with experience and knowing i guess training loads and the mm. the the way a season's going to pan out and you know you've seen things before and you go okay well I should be doing this or I shouldn't be but, you know, I've also um, studied uh, sports and exercise science and I'm actually doing my master's now in strength and conditioning. So wow. that's given me a lot of, I guess, background knowledge and um, info to, I guess, serve me well. And, yeah, it's kind of given me a appreciation of all the planning and things that go into training. That it's not just uh, by chance that we're doing certain things and, why i'm doing certain exercises and why i should be doing them a certain way where yeah before i studied you know it was you often question yourself or you go through the motions you know not not going through the motions you're still doing it but there's a mm. certain a different emphasis now that i know the theory behind why what we're doing mm.
0: that's really interesting I, I i guess you know you take the Uh, the reminders from the sort of strength and conditioning staff a bit more seriously when you know why they're insisting upon and you actually understand the science behind, you know, why you need Mm. to do this session with the foam roller or why you need to take the ice bath, et cetera, and so on.
1: Yeah, exactly. It means it could be the difference between, you know, staying in the ice bath for 10 minutes or eight minutes. You know, it's, you know, a lot of people go, I'm out at five. And I'm like, well, according to so-and-so, you know, <laughs> you should be in here for 10. And according to uh, page
0: 359.
1: <laughs> right. So, you know, and whether that makes, you know, the difference to the individual or not, but, you know, that's just one example of many that I can, mm-hmm. you know, I could, I could rattle off that, you know, I what in theory is supposed to be best practice, you know, um, you know, I'm trying to, you know, uh, I guess, model myself and hopefully I can pass that on to, to, um, you know, other younger players that, you know, it's not just the coach telling you, it's also a senior player.
2: Mm. I mean, I, I, am from listening to you, Nikolai, it sounds like you're a, a big fan of the, uh, the concept of marginal gains and, uh, doing all those little, little 1% things. And obviously I think with all of those, you know, the regularity with which you've played games this season, I think there's, there's still more football to come for you in, in the next few seasons, but, with that degree and and potentially the masters is it something that you've taken on board just to assist your you know development and longevity as a player or is it something that exercise and sports science that you'd maybe want to lean a bit more into uh post post playing days
1: yeah it was i guess the reason why i took it up in the first place was a combination of those two right like i i i saw the advantage of you know actually having some formal knowledge to the, instead of just um, what you think, you know, and all, um, and also I thought, okay, this might be a future into how to stay into sport. And because obviously I've been involved in my whole life and um, that could be a future proposition for me. But um, yeah, I mean, as I said, I still feel great. But, um, the mind more importantly also feels good because often, um, you know, that can be, also a factor that people just don't have the the willingness to put themselves through, you know, sacrifice physically and mentally away from families. And, you know, all the things that come with professional sport, um, you know, they don't want to do a whole another round of it. So, um, yeah, we'll see what the future holds there.
2: Mm. Well, it's interesting that you bring up that, that mental mental side of things because we've spoken a lot on this program about the, Strength of the of the Western United dressing room is is that something that you know that mental toughness and um, stability is that something you think as you stepped into this new dressing room environment is sort of consistent amongst the playing squad this season? How have you found your involvement in all of that?
1: Oh look, it's uh, it's also easy to point to that when we're getting results, right? Um, mm. I think. But you know we do have season campaigners that know how to win games. You know Neil Kilkenny um, is is one. But the coaching staff also brought in a no excuse mentality from day one. It's you know there wasn't a you know where um, it's as a building year. It's we're we're here to achieve, and that's not a promise of achieving, but it's a promise to commit to excellence. And um, you know they don't. Uh, they certainly don't. or um, well, they they drive a hard bargain, put it that way. You know they're, they're they're not letting up, whether we win or lose. It's always looking for the finest of margins to to get better. Um, win or lose, which, you know, I've in my time, I've I've seen people do that well, and I've seen people not do that do that not so well. And uh, you can, you know, stay at a consistent level of. Um, I guess, pushing the group, but not too far. Um, you know, most people respond well to that.
0: You you described yourself earlier as, as a player who, who was, wasn't tipped for greatness and, and you sort of had to scrap and claw for everything that you've achieved in, in your career. Were were there specific knocks on your, on your game, certain sort of myths you had to dispel through your performances? Were there perceptions that you had to challenge of, of who you were as a player and your, your limitations? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, all the time. I, mean, I, I still, you know, I still uh, get some, um, you know, people telling me how surprised that I'm. Um, I actually can run, um, <laughs> not just fast, just run. They're <laughs> like, "Oh, you're still running, You're still playing." Um, look, but that's, I guess, that's part of sport, right? Like I've, uh, I'm thick-skinned enough to know that, you know, even the best of players are going to have their critics, right? So I'm not immune, and. Um, that's part of the game. Um, When you're younger, you, I guess, take it more to heart and you, you want to prove them wrong and it could be just one person, but that one person sticks out in the room, right? Because you, no one likes negative feedback, but I guess the older I've got, the, the less I've uh, put importance of, and not to sound harsh, but, you know, opinion of others that doesn't really matter to me. That's, um, you know, you, 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 want to be, I guess, liked. And, um, but I know really what counts is my teammates opinion, um, my coaches and my family. Um, mm. and that's what I take to heart that, you know, if, if my son's not happy that I didn't pick up from school, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm more concerned about that than, um, you know, any negative uh, feedback from outside sources or, uh, that's uh, I don't mean to sound arrogant or rude about that, but I've kind of um, yeah, just got to a stage where that's you know I, I can tune that out a little bit better.
0: Well, you haven't really concerned yourself with uh, you know arguing with with the haters, so to speak. But if if it does come up again that you can't, you know, the myth that you can't run, I think you should just show them the clip of uh, that marauding assist in Tasmania for uh, for Alex Prievich. Was it went on a little adventure yeah. from centre back? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I'm glad I could chip in for um, you know an assist, assist assist for the big man and he's uh, he's doing well um, putting me in the back of the net so long may I continue. Have I just stolen your question? No Not no 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 like, you've, you've,
2: <laughs> you've triggered you've triggered a, a, a you know light bulb moment for me. I can't believe I didn't even think of this before. But speaking of uh, free flowing running, Nikolai, when you scored a few weeks ago, we saw you some very elegant strides in the uh, the goal celebration, uh, launching a. Nice delivery with the uh, cricket bat, uh, cricket ball. Was that was that planned? Did that just was that a thing that came over you? Take take us through it.
1: Yeah, it was absolutely no planning involved. It was just pure emotion, and then it came out in a fast ball. So
2: very fast bowl from the look <laughs> of
1: things. What can I say? I mean, yeah, look, I was excited to to score a goal in in an uh, important match in a Melbourne derby, and yeah, I mean, I guess that. it's just a reflection of, of how excited I was. I can't tell you much more. I mean, there was, uh, I think I said after the game, I didn't know what to do with my hands. So that's, uh, that's pretty true.
0: It's a a problem that football, football players often face. What do do you do with those hands? Did you, did you play cricket growing up? Was that, you know, something that just came to you in the moment?
1: Never played competitively. Um, but you know, down the nets with, uh, with friends and, socially at school you know things like that but yeah i I honestly can't tell you why i (laughs) did
2: it i feel like it speaks to like the the cultural psyche of the average australian that as i saw you running in you like changed your gait ever so slightly it wasn't by much and even before you'd actually done it i remember sitting uh in the stands looking at you going is he about to like bowl of cricket ball right here like is that what we're gonna say and sure enough sure enough we got the uh, got the delivery as well um,
0: everyone in the in the stands just reflexively checking whether they were wearing
2: their pads yeah. you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well at least you can say it wasn't boring so. <laughs> absolutely sure. no we won't be forgetting that, that one is in absolutely
2: a hurry. for sure um you talk about um you know how the the work that you've put in um and shutting out that external noise it seems like you're maybe someone who who leads by example. Obviously we've seen you um, throw on the the captain's armband a few times this season, you know, not least at at the weekend against Brisbane. Are you, is that the the way your leadership style works with the um, playing group as well? Just sort of showing them how best to do it by just going out and doing it yourself?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, uh, I think there's no better way of, of, I guess, setting an example right by your own actions because you know i can talk as much as i want but if i'm not living up to my own expectations it's a bit see-through so Mm. yeah i mean you know i want to walk the walk right um and if uh players around me can see that at uh the young old age of 37 that i've still got the you know the pace ball in me (laughs) and i've still got the excitement and i've still got the I guess, willingness to, to push myself every day, then, you know, hopefully that rubs off a little bit.
0: The, looking ahead to this weekend's game, uh, you'll have a, a prickly customer to mark in, in Jason Cummings. Um, Marco Aranya as well, quite a intelligent player, who drops between the lines. That's a, a strike duo that uh, I imagine, you know, you'll, be, you'll have prepared for quite thoroughly.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, with... I think uh the longer you go in the game, the less you give importance to individuals and mm. um clearly they've got ability in those two individuals, but they've also get, got a lot of attacking threats in, and strength and strengths and weaknesses in other areas. But, you know, we we don't get too bogged down in that. Um we give them the respect they deserve and but we'll also give them as much problems as they cause us. So Um, You know, there are minor details that might, you know, change here and there according to who you're playing, but the vast majority of preparation tactics, you know, stays the same. Um, Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Without going into explaining those, Hmm. those details in public. um, Yeah. It's uh, I guess it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but it is, it is what it is. It's, um, you, we really—it's about repetition of the basics that we do well, and I think that's reflective in our in our performances and um, you know in a, in holding um, you know a bit steadfast this year.
0: The wisdom that comes with three hundred and fifty-eight A-League games—something else. Uh, Jason Cummings, we know. Uh, he tends to yap a little bit. He's, uh, he's got the gift of the gab. He's even got a mouth tattooed on his hand. Do you participate in that kind of stuff at all? Uh, speaking of cricket, is there a bit of sledging behind play or are you, uh, do you, are you just, you know, not interested?
1: Uh, a younger me would get a little bit caught up in it and especially if it was a Dylan Wenzel-Halls you know, playing against him. He's got a lot to say, so... Um, but. Yeah, I mean now it's I kind of laugh it off and I don't I don't take it too too seriously and um, but I guess we'll see you know It'll, um, yeah if he does it won't be boring so that's uh, that'll be that'll be fun.
2: Well, you have to understand him first, which will be the challenge, you know. It is. Uh, as someone who's got <laughs> Scottish relatives, I can tell you it's it's a battle. It's a battle.
1: Well, yeah, I've been I've been coached by someone who had the thick Scottish accent and our CEO even even uh, even thicker so. You know, I've got a a little bit of experience.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this game. Uh, Your teammates and the club will, I bet, have something prepared pre-match. But uh, knowing you, one of the most down-to-earth characters in the league, you'll just be thinking about the three points.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's uh, that's that's really all I'm thinking about. And yeah, it'll be nice to to be acknowledged and. you know, it's, uh, I'm not sure what they're planning, but I know I'll be on the pitch afterwards with, with my kids and my wife. So, um, yeah, I mean, whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be nice and i will be touching regardless of the result. But, yeah, the for me, performance comes first and... Um, it'll be uh, even sweeter with three points.
2: Well, I have it on pretty reliable authority. There's a very big congratulations on your 359th game card that's been ordered from uh, from Hallmark. The whole team's <laughs> going to sign it. So hopefully you're looking forward to uh, receiving that one along with the three points on the weekend.
0: Nicolai, right. thank you so much for making the time to join us here on The Green Room. It's been fascinating to, to uh, for you to share your insights with us and a lot of fun to learn about your fast bowling as well.
1: <laughs> Cheers, guys.